Right. So I feel into the quantum is just sort of this like infinite space with infinite possibilities where everything we desire already exists because everything we want, everything we have, everything on the planet is just energy, right? So there's going to be some energetic space frequency. Like it's already all there. It's just that we we've been so programmed with like the matrix and linear timelines and how things move and how things have to be. And like, we've been taught so many steps that it can be very hard for us to anchor into this concept. But like, but what if you just get to skip like four of them? Like, why is all that required? Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, Jaima, Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And as always, the sponsors that you hear today and their special offers will be linked in the show notes, along with ways to connect more with myself and the Your Own Magic community. And you can also find all this on the yourownmagic.life website. Plus, I just added a topic box. If you'd like to suggest a topic, feel free to leave a pseudonym or write anonymous if you want to remain anonymous. I just wanted my community, this community, to get more involved in creating the topic ideas for the podcast so I know what is on your hearts or the questions you're curious about. And so with that being said, I know many in the community love to talk about money manifestation. I like to connect with women who have been successful in this space and help many women align with the wealth frequency. And it turns out Jocelyn Kelly Reed, who is on for the second time, is a queen at doing this and helping many women align with this frequency and in this episode of course we talk about that and stepping into the quantum space and quantum healing even the void space she talks about the void space relishing in this void space with grace and she said that she learned about her soul and her soul age through Ainsley McLeod as well which is something we connected on and loving to travel but also loving home and feeling grounded oh she's just such a She's such an infectious energy. There were so many other topics we talked about. I mean, religious trauma and feeling empowered in your choice as a woman when it comes to birth control and really tuning into what is best for you. Like she's not on birth control because she knows that's best for her body. For myself, I am on birth control because I know that that's what is best for my body. And I love that the spiritualist community, we're all about not shaming each other on doing what is best for our body. That's pretty awesome because the reason why... I feel empowered by it. Well, one of the many reasons is because of my religious history. When I was a child, I was told that contraceptives were not good. (laughs) I know that that's not everybody's religious experience and not all religious communities believe that. And also in religions, not everybody believes that. However, that is that was the majority belief. And so I felt a lot of shame around the idea of getting on birth control, though I wanted to. And then I felt very empowered by it when I let the old stories go. But that was my experience. And you'll be able to hear Jocelyn's experience. And she also shares one of her clients' experiences. Oh, we also talk about spells. She talks about setting up for spells and the witch wound and why we might be carrying this, our ancestral trauma through the witch wound. And during this time, I mean, it was Mercury retrograde. So sometimes you're going to hear a lawnmower in the background. 
I did my best to edit it out at times, but you'll sometimes hear a lawnmower in the background, and it's quite loud, but this was during Mercury Retrograde, and you know, sometimes you gotta take what you get during that time because it's not always smooth sailing in any form of communication. Also in the midst of this, whew, I'll tell you, something happened a few days before that made me feel very unsettled and uncomfortable and as a little on edge, not feeling super safe. And this random guy comes to the door and just kind of stands there outside of my door and I can see it on my ring. And this is happening in the midst of the conversation, so you'll hear how unsettled I feel, my discomfort, and I still don't really have a clear answer as to what that was, but I'm safe, I'm okay, I'm so thankful Jocelyn was there, but I decided to leave that in because I'm sure that many of you have felt that, and whenever you feel that, please listen to how you're feeling within you do not need to respond to that person. I never really feel weird if someone comes to my door, but this one just fell off due to something that happened a few days before. And so I showed the video because, you know, Ring, this is not, this is not sponsored by Ring. I wish I could get a sponsorship from Ring, but I sent the video to Jocelyn and even my friend was like, he looked so nervous. He looked, it was, it was so weird. It was just an off vibe. Ooh, the sunset is so gorgeous right now in the desert. I love the desert sunsets. Anyway, so... Yeah, I hope that you are having a beautiful Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I hope that the messages that you hear are relayed to you well. This episode, I think that you're going to really love every nugget in here that Jocelyn shared. And she also, like I said, she has a coaching service. If you want to connect with her, just go to jocelynkellyreed.com. And she said that she wanted to give the Your Own Magic listeners a $200 off discount for her Money Queen service. And so of course I said yes. I'm sure many women will love to take advantage of that. And so if you're interested, she says that it helps to up-level your wealth frequency to become an energetic match for that which you desire. And she has content, witchy content, energetic and practical work and magic and so much more to help you align with this money frequency, which she's helped many women do. If that interests you, again, jocelynkellyreed.com check out the Money Queen service and you'll get $200 off when you use the code MAGIC at checkout. Our usual code, MAGIC. Anyway, I'm excited for you to listen and relish in this episode. Let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Jocelyn Kelly Reed. This is something that they need to hear. Jocelyn and I were just talking about how Mercury Retrograde is just messing everything up right now. Right? <laughs> Trying to just keep it chill, but you know. Yes. I don't know why I always happen to... Lately, this year, this year of 2022, I'll batch my conversations. And I don't mean to. I find out after the fact. I need to have like a Mercury Retrograde calendar. But I've been batching my conversations during Mercury Retrograde. Don't ask me why. Well, has it? I was talking to my friend, and she had record. I actually recorded an outro for one of my podcast episodes yesterday, and then 
it didn't record as an audio. And the only option, thankfully, it was just one yeah. little outro. It's not a big deal. The only options it gave me were tasks. Of course. Like, <laughs> you know, are. it's interesting. I think it has a lot to do with setting the intention and also just being aware of it. And when things happen, inconveniences happen, just being like, exactly. Okay, here we go. Okay, I get it. For example, this lawnmower right now. I don't know if you can hear it. And oh the phone God. going off right now. <laughs> and my phone, which is like supposed to be on silent. Let me make sure everything. <laughs> Gosh, we're galaxy. Okay, I am making sure everything is on airplane mode and all other windows are closed. <laughs> but you know what? I think it's still a great time to have a conversation. And I like talking about, I mean, people love to hear this because who knows what everybody else was experiencing during Mercury Retrograde as well. I'm just thankful that my flight was the day before it started. Oh, yeah. I mean, and to me, I'm always like, it's okay. Just do your normal things. Just be a little more patient and give things a little more time and know that like, Things might go around in circles before they land. It's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I'm an Aries, so I'm not always the most patient woman on the planet. But I'm just like, just breathe through it. You're going to be okay. Nor do you have to be. So your son's Aries, right? Or is your moon? My son is an Aries. My moon is Sag. My rising Scorpio. But my Mercury is an Aries. My Mars is an Aries. I'm a fire queen. My Jupiter is in Sag. I have a lot of planets in Aries or Sag. Yeah. We're both very fire. I understand. I think my patience comes from being a cancer rising. However, I do have a lot of fire. Like, don't get me wound up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, don't push it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't push it. Exactly. Which surprises a lot of people. Yeah, well, I was saying, I know the last time that we chatted, I was like, oh, this is where, when you told me about your cancer, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Right. Because your vibe coming across feels way more just like chill and nurturing and all those things. So I was kind of surprised here that you're an Aries. But Leo. Leo. But yes. Oh, wait. Sorry. You're Leo. You're, you're rising is Cancer. Yes. My rising is Cancer. And I am a pretty gentle, calm person. But like I said, there are just some things where it's like, don't get me wound up. Oh, do you hear the lawnmower? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Well, everyone, we're recording this story, Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> My apologies. I have no control. It's HOA that does the lawn out there. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Jocelyn, what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Well, I'm excited because I'm going to be moving home within New York. And I'm a very, so my Taurus is in Venus, one of my only like big earth placements. And I'm sorry, my Venus is in Taurus. And so (laughs) home is like a really, it's a really important piece of just how I feel and how connected I feel to my life and my sense of self and all the things. Like I'm, I'm adventurous, but I'm also equally very much of a homebody. And, you know, I've spent this past, so I quit my full-time job in 2019 to start, well, really like I was pretty much only three months into my business when I quit my job. And one of the things I've been desiring is to, I mean, I have a beautiful place, but it's like up level my space. And, you know, I live in New York, so not cheap. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to need to spend like twice as much to do to, for what I want, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I never hesitate with big expenses for myself being coached and things like that because I know clearly like that's required for the growth of my business and my human 
that I've had to learn over time. And like I go on the fun vacations and do all those things, even though that used to be an edge. It was just like spending on pure pleasure, which P.S. is very abundant when you do. Absolutely. So I got used to that. Yeah. But because of, you know, my financial past, I think there was this phase in my business where I didn't fully trust myself, you know, because like, well, remember what happened before? <laughs> um, so I had to really learn to just spend based on pleasure. So yeah, it feels like a really big upgrade for me. So I'm excited for that. And like, otherwise things are chill. Like business is going really well. It's sunny in New York now. My puppy's first birthday is in two days. Little Brooklyn who changed my life. <laughs> oh my. I love that you named your dog Bur- Brooklyn as well. Is that where you're from? No, I honestly just like the name. <laughs> in New York. I okay. like the name Brooklyn and I happen to live here, but I, I would have named her Brooklyn either way. It's not really, I do love <laughs> Brooklyn, but it's not tied to the place, even though it seems like that's obviously what it would be, but I just like the name. It's a great name. I think it's a great name. It's a great too. name. What else is going on? New programs. Like things are just, I had a very, I got sick after my birthday in April. And you know, when the universe just calls you to like lean the hell back, it was one of those. And then May has just been like, ping, 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 ping. I'm like, okay, I obviously needed to like have some rest to be ready for this. So yeah. Totally. I love that. So you found a new place. Well, no, I'm initiated and I like made the decision that I'm doing it and I contacted my broker so he can find it. Okay, good. (laughs) So my folks as well, they are actually downsizing, which is an up level for them because their place in Park City is just too big for the two of them. And they found the cutest place in the country. And I'm going to be talking about it on my full moon episode. But I, I feel I helped initiate this manifestation. Not only did they get an offer before they even listed it, they got a cash offer. And it was asking price. I love it. And also, you know, I one of the reasons I made the move now is because we've had this Taurus eclipse energy, which has been all about, um, you know, Taurus love, home, like our relationship to the material. (gasps) Oh my gosh, there we go. And so I really am a big fan of working with, I'm not an astrologer, I just feel things energetically. So I was already feeling it. And then I was like, oh, that makes sense because it's also the Taurus eclipse. And we have another eclipse coming. I can't remember which what it is. But anyhow, I've known and know with eclipses, it's like, because I feel like sometimes this mistake people make when energy picks up like this is that they just sort of like let the energy make them feel like collapsed or confused when like quite often it's when you want to take the big actions and like take the risks and jump off the bridge because eclipses very much, yeah, they like bring to the forefront what's not working. They take things out really quickly, but they're also really powerful manifestation portals because they bring things in really quickly. But it's like, we have to be an active participant inside of our manifestation process, you know? So it's not like I now have to go work so hard to find the apartment. It's like, cool. All I really need to do is tell my broker I'm ready. So like, there's always ways to move forward, right? Where we're not like exhausting ourselves while we learn how to, you know, hold more inside of our physical bodies. But yeah, I've just received so much abundance and, you know, all areas by really like tuning into the energy that's on the planet and working that with it. That is amazing. And this is part of your quantum experience. Quantum vibes. Quantum yes. vibes. I'm curious how, well, we should talk about, because I know that there were a few things we wanted to talk about this podcast, for example, quantum, quantum healing, and also some magic spells. And when it comes to your new house, I'm curious if you are practicing any spells to manifest it. <laughs> I haven't. I've mostly recently 
been like teaching spells versus doing them myself. We literally just had our spell call in Feminine Magic and Many the Mastermind. I might though. I feel like the further along <laughs> I've gone on the journey. It just happens. Yeah, exactly. I hear so you. Thing, but I used to do them a lot. Like I would say last year and the year before. But I've, you know, you evolve in your process. And so now it's sort of just like I'm carrying the energy Right. Obviously, we always are continuously shedding, continuously upgrading. But I think there's a lot more like deep trust and like alignment, attunement to the process. So it's easier now. Absolutely. However, are you going to still work with the full moon or anything to manifest this house? Or are you just allowing it to flow organically? I just feel sure about it. That's that's the best place to be. I mean, if I remember on the moon, I absolutely will. But I'm more now, I feel like I'm so inside of like kind of quote unquote doing my work daily that it's not that I'm not into those practices. I just don't – it's like if something calls to me, I will. But I might even just be like setting the intention around the moon versus like doing so much with it. it right now. Honestly, this was not me like a year or two ago, but now, you know? I feel – yeah. I love that. I love that just – you just know. You just trust. You just are there. So I still want to talk about some spells, but – Let's let's circle back to quantum, the quantum healing. Yeah. If you're in this quantum space, what is the quantum? What is quantum healing? And how do you feel aligned in this right now? Yeah. So basically, I mean, when the word quantum comes in, right, it implies this aspect of speed. So we talk about quantum manifestation, the quantum field, quantum healing, all the things, and quantum leaps, right? So usually, the reason that we get in, interested in any of this is because we are excited about and desire the experience of quantum leaping inside of our lives, whether it be with money, business, relationships, friendships, home, moves. I mean, everything, right? We're like, ooh, how can I call it in faster? And so to me, all a quantum leap is, is the experience of collapsing time, right? So perhaps what you would think or what maybe some other version of you would have taken five years to step into, instead it takes three months, you know? And so I've obviously done this with money the fastest in terms of like learning it most deeply. Um, money codes have definitely channeled through me first in terms of like my journey. And, you know, I've seen things like where I was, for example, I remember a point last year where I was really anchoring into 100K months, for example, in my business, and I was at 50. And like, yes, I had to like hold the vision, right? Be inside the, that void space with grace, you know, continue to peel back all my things, follow the aligned actions, do the things. But ultimately, like the when you don't drop your power, like the energy compounded. And then I went from like my last 50K month to my first 100K month in 30 days, rather than it being like, then I had a 60K month, then a 70K month, then an 80K month, right? So that's an experience and just an example of like a financial quantum leap. So that's what it means because I feel like sometimes there's just this level of people being like, what does that even mean? And then the quantum at all, right? So I feel into the quantum is just sort of this like infinite space with infinite possibilities where everything we desire already exists, right? Because everything we want, everything we have, everything on the planet is just energy, right? So there's going to be some energetic space, frequency, like it's already all there it's just that we, we've we been so programmed with like the matrix and linear timelines and how things move and how things have to be and like 
First, you need to go to school. Then you need to get this job paying you shit. Then you can get another job that pays you a little bit more. Then this, then that. You know what I mean? Then you're allowed to buy a car. Like we've been taught so many steps that it can be very hard for us to anchor into this concept. But like, but what if you just get to skip like four of them? Like, why is all that required? You know? Right. Absolutely. Um, And then in quantum healing, it's very much the same process, but on our healing journey where, okay, fine. So there's, there's modalities like talk therapy. And for some people, that's great. In my experience, when clients have come into my world, they've been talking about the same things in talk therapy for the past five or 10 years. So we might be incrementally better, but like, I don't believe it takes 10 years to heal anything, you know? I mean, it can. It depends on what happened, but you get my point. Well, because you're saying that a lot of people, and I do agree that, though, of course, there's different severities to trauma, and also people have different sensitivity levels. So it's all a unique experience to everyone. But there are times when people are dwelling in something they probably could have moved past, but there's a reason why they're dwelling in it. And if you move past this, then who knows what doors will open. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Where we are now, like what we desire to have now versus where we want to be is truly a difference in frequency. Like I always, because you know, you hear a lot in the spiritual world about, for example, like the energy of money. And people are like, what does that mean? And the way that I explain it, and this applies to anything, and money is just an easy example. It's like, okay, you know how you feel when you stay in a three-star hotel versus how you feel when you stay in a five-star hotel. You know what it feels like to wear itchy wool versus what it feels like to wear cashmere, right? 
You know what it feels like when you buy the cheap thing versus buying the same version of the thing that you actually wanted. That feeling that you have, right? It's like you know what it feels like to be in your college apartment versus what it feels like to be in a gorgeous home. That felt difference is a frequency difference, right? That felt that difference, that frequency difference is wealth. So it's like, and wealth, money and more, right? Even the difference between being in a a relationship that's not serving you versus one that is, that is a felt frequency difference. So when we're aligning to desiring more, right, what we're doing in terms of like the internal work, like, so in my space, in my world, and for myself and my clients who also do it, like quantum healing is very much working with our channeled healing modalities that come through us and channeled wisdom to help people remove their energetic imprints from this lifetime, our lineages, and past lifetimes. So you collapse the time on your healing process versus just talking about an event over and over and over, which quite often honestly just re-traumatizes people because they're just reliving it over and over and over. But we have to remember the trauma actually lives in your body. So if we're not moving it out of your body and out of your energy field, talking about it isn't really – it might give you a sense of affirmation like – Yes, what you went through is traumatic, but it doesn't actually resolve anything. Right. So what are some practices you do to just release it from the body? Um, I mean, on a I love like cervix yarmoring. A lot of women have a lot of I mean, all women, I shouldn't say a lot, we all have uh, stored trauma in our wombs, like breast massage, breath work. And the rest of it is honestly just channeled. So we'll do like past life journeys, um, future self calling in. I do a lot of this in my Mastermind Feminine Magic Money. What else do we do? That's where we also do spells. Um, <laughs> it's all just things that channel through me. And it's kind of – I guess the experience is a little bit like a guided hypnosis journey in a way. But I help you like access these different timelines in your life. Like people have come in being like, I can't possibly see a past life. And then when they're taken into the journey, they actually see their own past life and they actually see what happened. And then you get to like – release the energy inside of that experience instead of continuously being plagued by something and you have no idea where it is or where it came from because it doesn't match up with your human existence, but it's still bothering you and it keeps playing out in your life, right? So yeah, that's just I'm a witch, right? So I have the ability to activate people in that way. And then this is why we see so many of my clients just having these wild results so quickly in their lives because we're going across timelines to heal things that we just can't access through our conscious mind because we literally don't know. That is absolutely amazing. And you might have talked about this last time, but when you yourself have entered this past life space, what is one thing that really stood out to you and that really helped your healing today? Mm. So I would say my witch wound, right? And basically all intuitive women have one because witches were literally burned at the stake. So I remember – so what happened was I started seeing my own past lives and I was starting to see them with individual clients, which is what led me to take the work into my mastermind. Um, but anyhow, I saw this past life where – and it made sense. I remember being terrified. Like before I launched Home in a Magical Money the first time in 2020, I went through a really intense initi- initiation. So Oshun is actually the goddess who the container channeled – to me through, and she's just very present in my energy. She's the uh, West African goddess of 
what are they? Like goddess of the sweet waters is what they call her. Yeah, yeah. We talked about her last time. Oh, we did. Okay, perfect. So Beyonce references her a lot in her work. And anyway, yes. so she transitions women from maiden to queen, right? So I was getting a huge upgrade, right? Because that's essentially what I was going to be leading other women into. And anyway, I ended up seeing a past life of me where I was a witch, no big shocker. And I wasn't killed, but I was left in the woods. And it's funny because that was my first lifetime with Brooklyn. When I got her, she started showing up in my dreams a lot. I know, but she was a cat, not a dog. And so I was left in the woods to basically like die or fend for myself. And this like family found me and they basically took me in and they were living like a very humble existence, the whole thing, but they accepted me and they let me practice my magic. But I still, hello, Jocelyn Reed, Queen Vibes, I still had this feeling. I was like, I was grateful, but I wanted so much more out of my life, you know? Yes. yes. So no wonder in this life, I'm like all the fucking money, all the love, all the adventure, more, 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 you know, because like I can, I can create it this time. Whereas that time I wasn't able to, and I can also actually like use my magic and not, not just like on my own, but like actually really help people. And of course this isn't my whole business. I also do business strategy and all these other things too, but we're speaking about this piece of it. Um, and yeah. And so seeing that kind of brought this awareness to it and it allowed me to just like move through this energy of feeling like stuck or limited basically around, you know, being a witch, which, you know, is just truly a woman who, who has deeply claimed her access to the divine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that definition, that description of witch. And I want to add to that also one that really knows how to tune in and connect with nature to harness the magic. Oh, Yeah. It's just being connected to everything around you, you know? Yes. I was watching this show lately. Um, I'm, it's my new favorite show, and I just finished it. It's called Outlander. Do you know that show? I do, but I haven't watched it. Do you think uh, I would like it? Perhaps. There's a woman who, in the 20th century, she was actually a doctor and later became a surgeon, but she uh in the when she traveled in time through the stones to the 17th century she just knew how to use herbs to help heal people and in time they ended up calling her a witch and trying to burn her at the stake i know that this is a lot of uh spoil alerts but but i just felt really connected with this woman and her experience and i was like i wonder if that is because of a past life experience as a witch in scotland or something yeah I'm deeply connected with Scotland. That's where it took place. And I know that that happened all over the world. And so it's a lot of intuitive women, I think, connect with that show in that way. Totally. I mean, and also if we identify with that piece of us, it's somewhere in our lineage. Either happened to us or it happened to women inside of our lineage. It's pretty impossible to escape. Yes. Last time we talked about my grandma, who I realized was a witch, and I didn't know that until I whipped out the tarot and other things. My dad was like, oh, my mom used to do that. And she used to read tea leaves. And so I'm curious if you know of any of your lineage with this craft, this beautiful art. I mean, my dad is definitely psychic and a money wizard. He just wouldn't call it that, you know. Of course. 
It's interesting because he has a, a really substantial rags to riches story. And then I think we already talked about when I was on last time how I financially destroyed myself and yeah. created nearly six figures in debt and was kind of, you know, my whole rock bottom through my Saturn return and had to build myself back up. Um, and yeah, I feel like I kind of like got the money codes from him, even though we do it in a very different way. Like he created a very successful investment management firm, but like that. And also he's just psychic. Like he's super psychic. He just wouldn't say that. And then, yeah, there were women on my mom's side of the family as well that she's referenced, but I didn't know them. They were all like, you know, generations like before my grandma. Yeah. That is so, that is so fascinating. And I'm sure that people listening, they connect with this and they don't know if their lineages or not. And I'm sure like, if you connect with this, there's likely somebody in your ancestry that was part of it, or who knows, maybe there is a first generation in this day. And honestly, it doesn't matter to me. It's like, if you feel it, you feel it, you know? Exactly. That's all that matters. It can be confirmation. Or for example, one of my clients, like, this is a big piece of, you know, of her trauma that we're moving through. And this is so funny because these things come up. Like she's in my mastermind fempire, which is like for women who are scaling to 30 to 100K months who desire to do so with the leading energy of ease. And like these things still are coming. They come up with business too, you know, they come up everywhere. And so she's very psychic and very tuned in and it's kind of wild because she's she's in the medicine world but also creates a lot of like digital work and so in her world right it's very linear it's very science based so she, you know there's that fear she's like why i don't understand she does in person work too but it's like how does these things i do work so fast for people i'm like because you're a witch you just channeled it you just know just like how my work does too in a different way But what had happened was her, I think it was like her grandmother's sister. I might have the wrong one, but you get the point. I think it was the grandmother's sister. Like they had, the family had gone to some psychic and the psychic had told the mom that the sister had like powers and they abandoned her and left her. (gasps) Wait, what? Literally. Oh my god! In another country. And the family moved and left her. (gasps) Whoa. For real. Whoa, that's traumatizing. I was like, what? So no wonder I'm like, okay, so you're scared of being more seen, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're rich, obviously want to double the business, all those things, because you're actually afraid that like something bad will happen or you'll be quote unquote like found out. But in this case, not going back centuries to the witch hunts, literally like a couple generations ago, you know the story. That is wild. That is wild. That That is wild. No wonder she probably has a lot of different traumas and abandonment issues inside and oh so much that is wild I know that you're helping her probably through quantum healing and you were talking about when we were talking about this getting into the void space with grace I made a note of it because I had to ask what does this mean and how do we get there how do we relish in this space so to me the void space is the space that occurs between when we claim a desire and where we are now versus where we want to be. You know how I was talking about that frequency difference between these like different levels of of living? So we are aligning to like the new frequency so that we can have what we want, right? And we get there in energy and in action. But a lot of times it's uncomfortable because for pieces of it, one, there's the quote unquote waiting, except when we feel like we're waiting, we're adding a lot of scarcity to the energy. So we have to learn like embodied surrender. And to me, embodied surrender is like that knowingness I talked to you about with my place 
where I'm like, it's just happening. I don't need to do all these other things anymore because I just know. You know what I mean? It's this feeling of, and you build up to that, right? But it's this feeling of certainty. And the universe is so responsive to energetic certainty. It's not control. It's not pushing. It's just like a firm knowing, like it just is what it is, point blank, period. So therefore, I don't need to be in scarcity. I don't need to be in waiting energy. I can just confidently move forward and just know that it's going to happen. I don't need to bring like the lack of like when, 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 because I just know. So if you just know it's going to happen anyway, why does it matter when? Because you just know, right? So the more that you just stay in that vibration, right, things come to you faster. But other things that happen is like, we can be pretty quickly shown, okay, well, you said, for example, you want to double the size of your business. So here's everything in your life and the energies that you're playing in that are keeping you from doing that. So big ones that come up for women especially are boundaries and people pleasing. And I always give this example to people. I'm like, have you ever met a really successful self-made person who doesn't have good boundaries? I haven't. Like literally never. It's always been a journey for all of us, but it's like, those good boundary, like healthy boundaries communicate to the universe a high sense of worth and a high sense of like sovereignty in our energy. And we're continuously, especially as we like unplug from the matrix and all this programming, what we're really doing is we are claiming our sovereignty, right? Like we get to make money the way we want to. We get to live the way that we want to. We get to have things just because we want them. We don't need to prove ourselves, right? We get to have our opinions, have our views, like all the things we're claiming, like we're not codependent with other people. We're not like having meltdowns because of everything we read in the media and thinking that that gets to determine exactly what our life looks like. Granted, I understand if you're in a war-torn country, this is different. But you know what I mean? For most of us, um, so like we're actually sovereign. So the more that we learn to be sovereign, right, the more comes to us with more ease. So again, it's like the universe is going to show you all the places you're not sovereign. Like where are you outsourcing your power? Where do you have energy leaks? Where do you care too much what people think? Where are you saying yes when you mean no? Like all these kind of things happen as we walk the void space. So it's like, can you handle your stuff, right, that's keeping you from sovereign, that's going to be related to our trauma from across lifetimes? Can you claim what you actually want, not what you think you should want, or being like the good girl or it's like, well, everything I have is good enough. It's okay because Sally next door has less, blah, blah, blah. But like, what do you want? Can you claim it? And like, can you move? You have to make big moves. Like big things come with big moves and like taking risks. So like we got to do that too, right? And not let the voice of fear outweigh the voice of desire. And like, then can you hold the vision when all the evidence isn't right in front of you? And that's like that embodied surrender piece and just having this internal relentlessness, not from a place of burnout, but like you're just going to have what you want because you decided and like the end. So all that is happening in this space of where we are now versus where we want to go. So we have to walk it with a lot of intention to get there, you know? Mm, Absolutely. And you're talking about energy leaks. How do we know? How can we recognize? Hold on, lawnmower. Hold on. Give me a moment. It's right there. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, energy leaks. So how do we know? How do we recognize our energy leaks? How it feels. Like, does it feel good if someone is, like, always calling you, dumping on you about their life? You know what I mean? No. And you know what? I was so good, Jocelyn. So good for a while. I felt very, like, free from that. And recently, something leaked again. There's There's a little bit of a drain there, I've recognized. And I noticed an energy leak. 
And so what do you think that is a sign of? You're just repeating your trauma. It's codependent. Ah, interesting. So how do we, I mean, <laughs> we all do it. Right. We just have to, it's a continuous evolution. You know this. There's no yeah, no. no perfection, right? So where maybe you did it a lot, now you only do it a little bit, but it's like, right. doesn't it not feel good? It does not. It does not. Yeah. So then we just stop, you know, it's like, oh, no, I actually, I slip back. Anything that doesn't feel good is not true to you. You know, I don't mean when painful events happen in life. Like I don't mean normal processing of emotions. That's very magnetic and very yeah. healthy. But I'm saying like this, cho- this thing we do that's like chosen suffering mm. that we don't realize we're doing. Right. So then how do you release these energy leaks well you have to take action you have to stop you know what i mean like yeah, on some things it's like the, just the choices that you make like the healing is like that's healing where it came from right but for the rubber to meet the road you have to actually take make new choices like art not you but all you know the collective you the um because think about it like i was having a conversation with one of them in my mastermind and, you know, she's really desiring to basically like double her months in her business. And I was hearing about like how her programs were structured and kind of who was doing what in her business. This is just another energy like example it comes up a lot in business. I'm like, well, your business isn't set up to hold more, right? You're doing all this customer service. You're, you're like over delivering in group programs and mixing them with private, like where people shouldn't be paying group program prices to get private work. Like, there's just this leaky. We got to like clean this up, right? We need to communicate that our boundaries are there to where we can actually hold more. So a lot of the energy leaks just come up and how we're running our businesses, how we're living our lives, how we're showing up inside of our relationships. So it's like the overgiving, right? It's saying yes when you mean no. It's taking on more than you need to. Like she, in her case, like she has an assistant, it's so easy to outsource the assistant, but she didn't realize that, you know, this is why we get help. Once I brought her to her awareness, she was like, oh my God, this is why I'm scared for my business to grow, right? Because if we want something and it's not here, a lot of times we're, we're subconsciously afraid of it. So in her case, she was scared for the business to grow because she associated growth and more money and more people with more of this kind of unorganized 5,000 customer service issues, yada, yada, yada. And she just needs to go put better process into her business. She's going to be fine, you know, while we also do all the other strategy and energetic things or whatever. But yeah, it's anything that feels drainy. If there's, if you feel drainy or if it doesn't feel sustainable, then that's what we want to look at. And you have to, and we, yeah, and choose some, so we get to one, look at the energy and the emotions behind it. Like, why are we doing it? So in the example you shared, right, We've all, a lot of us have gotten in that where we're, we become like, why am I becoming a dumping ground for this person's thing? And it's like, well, do you get your value from like, do you need to feel like other people need you for you to feel valuable? I, and like we call these are two examples. I'm just giving out examples for people to be like to consider. Um, but yeah, but it could be like, there could be a higher level way to be of service. Also, the action doesn't need to be now you never pick up the phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like of course. the action gets to that be. That doesn't feel right either. Yeah. But this is, but then it's like, we make decisions from a higher level. It's not like reactive. It's more like, Hey, I feel like it'd be deeply of service for you to explore X. Like realistically, you're not a paid professional in this space. They need to get professional help. Right. 
100%. So are we enabling or are we helping? Exactly. Yeah. So when we are dealing with like, you know, addiction and like different – I'm not saying you are, but you know what I mean. When we're dealing with addiction and different things like that and supporting people in that space, like quite often we think we're helping but we're enabling. So it's like we kind of want to get out of our own pattern and be like, what's actually of highest service to this person, honestly, and to yeah. me? Yep, I agree. I 1,000% agree with that. And I've definitely set some boundaries, which is good. Yeah. But I just recognize that they're not fully expressed. And it was an energy leak that was was a little enlightening. I was like, huh, what, what, why is this happening? What, what's going on? Yeah, I know. Like when it comes back and you're like, what is this tied to? But I also have this thing where I love to be there for people, but I don't feel like I need to be there for people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you just like to connect. I like to connect. Yeah. I'm a coach. Of course, I like being there for people. I do it for a living. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about, how there's the line. It's sort of like if I was coaching for free instead of getting paid to coach. Like same same idea, you know? Yes. But that's because it's my profession. Exactly. Exactly. And so we talked about energy leaks and seeing them in this void space. Is there anything else we need to really pay attention to that might be holding us back from whatever we are looking to manifest or just simply uplifting our spirits? Yeah. I mean, are you actually going big in your life? I like, that. like so much of what we receive is in direct proportion to the risks we're willing to take. I mean, I always say this too, when you listen to journeys of successful people, I'm sure you've had this. I definitely have. Like you hear how many bridges they jumped off of. It's inside of every single story. And so it's like, you know, it's not that obviously too, there's the way we show up every day that makes an enormous impact, but we have to be able to walk through the doors that are really scary to walk through when it's time, you know, and not create stories about when it's time either, because the experts, like sometimes I feel like um, people in the spiritual space get very confused around the work concept of alignment. I'm like, alignment does not always feel like you've been meditating for 12 hours on a hill. <laughs> hill. Sometimes alignment is just like, you're scared as you're scared and you're going to move forward anyway because you know you need to, right? I think it's because many have been told that this inspired action will happen or you'll know, you'll feel like you're swimming downhill when it happens, when it's like, that's not always. Exactly. Uh, Definitely not. I've made some really big moves that turned out to be very fruitful that were very nerve wracking in the moment. But it's like now I've danced with manifestation so much I have so much more evidence, right? So it's easier, but it doesn't mean it's not scary. But I remember even just quitting my job three months after I started my business, but like I knew for sure. I mean, the universe is making the job so complicated and painful. I had to, but I was terrified. Whereas now the concept of being a job isn't even something I would consider, you know? Right. Absolutely. You're scary at the moment. And you have many clients. I'm curious, like what is some, what are some commonalities that you think a lot of people might be experiencing in their life that you'd just like people to know, like a little message for many of them that you've just seen the common denominator in an experience that might be holding most people back? Um. Well, honestly, by the time women come to me, right, and they're seriously investing in themselves, they're more serious about moving forward (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they're like putting skin in the game, you know? Um, But after that, so one, there's just the going all in on yourself. Like if you want a high-level business, high-level life, you need to be willing to receive high-level support so we can get there faster, you know? And also just you need support. Like I always tell people, I'm like, when you choose to really live your life on your own terms, you're literally like stepping away from the crowd. 
And your caveman brain is going to do, it's going to be kicking and screaming, telling you that it's not safe and that you're literally going to die. Literally. Right. Because there was a time in, in our evolution where you would have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to always hold that. Never get hard on yourself. Something I like to say is like manifestation isn't personal. Like the way that it works applies to all of us, you know? <laughs> Like, it's okay. We're all doing it. <laughs> you know what's funny as well is manifesting a certain type of home for myself. Yeah. And oh, so when so I'm thankful that my parents got the cash offer, but they just made a cash offer on literally my dream house. And I was like, universe, that was supposed to be me, not them. Do you want to buy a house <laughs> in Utah? I think so. To be honest, there's so much space. I love Utah. Yeah. Except for the political climate. I love Utah. I love the nature. I love, yeah. you know, and that's what I feel more when I'm there more than anything else, like being ruled by a church or anything. Like I just feel I have family there. I have so much love and connection there. And that's where I realize, like I've lived all over the world basically. And my happiest place yeah. for whatever reason is there. Totally. I mean, when you know, you know. Exactly. Or you might have a home there and you can still travel and do whatever you want. And that's my plan because I'm a travel bug. I just, I love to travel. Weren't you in Southern California when we talked last time? I'm in, I'm here now. I'm in Southern California right, right now. now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I just flew there right before Mercury retrograde started I just flew from there to be with my family and I was one as there is like I always want to be somewhere else like New York or LA or whatever oh, yeah but it just hit me like a ton of bricks like I feel so content and happy there and peaceful did yeah. Ainsley McLeod when you um had him on your show you know how I love him yes. too and he talks about how old souls have like we go on this like journey to find home and I've moved around a lot and I kind of get the all the travel, you know, just all that like, ooh, maybe here, maybe yes. here, maybe here. And you're like, pull it together. <laughs> yep, exactly. I just want to be everywhere. That we journey a lot to find home. Exactly. Exactly. But then I also feel home in other places as well, but not like I do there. And I see myself in Scotland. You know, it's just, it's funny how that happens all over the place, but there's just this one place, like for you, it's New York. It just, you just know. And I'm still open to other places too, but it's like, I want to have of a course. foot here, you know? Like, of course, just sort of what you're Did you ever find about. out what your soul age is? Yes, he told me that I'm 70% into it, 70% through level 10. I was like, oh, geez. <gasps> so, this might be my very wow. last rodeo. <laughs> I love that he knew exactly what it was. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Oh, that's me, amazing. He was like, that's why, you know, a lot of old souls, too. We have that, like, I'm going to like go out big doing all the things. Yep. I, that's how I feel. I'm like, yep. Yep, this has got to be a big life. And not like overly <laughs> attaching to things that kind of a lot of people attach to. You know, like I've just always lived, especially since I had my five-year meltdown and woke up, like I very much lived my life my way. I won't say that I didn't have moments where it was like, oh my gosh, shouldn't I be further along, this, that, and the other. You know, I'm 39 now. Yeah. But I feel so young. I feel like an old soul, but really young at heart. It's a very interesting existence. I feel you um, 100%. And I feel your youthfulness. I feel your old soul, but your young human, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. I never was like, okay, I'm 24. Now I need to get married and buy a house. And <laughs> no. I was like, yes. 
I was like, yeah. need to live. I want to get married, but like that yeah. was never my vision. I couldn't even yeah. fathom it. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, like at all. No, no. Do you have a religious family? Um, there. I grew up Catholic, but not overly so. It was never right. oppressive. Oh, okay, so they never felt like like you never felt from family like, oh, she needs to get married soon or else. Not for my immediate family, not at all. But like my. Right. My dad's mom, oh my gosh, yes. Every time she saw all day I would comment on and be like, Oh, you're comment on my weight. Oh, great that you're still skinny. I'm like, thanks, that's helpful. And like, when was I gonna settle down? And like maybe I should move to Atlanta and like get a husband. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, Nana's gonna do that. Also, like in the South, you know, it's yeah different vibe. They didn't mean it used to annoy me so much. Like I was so angry. I'd be like those are the only things you see when you see me. Yeah. Like because I felt like I had worked so hard to accomplish so much in my life. Now she's passed away. But like now she sees it all. I, I get it now. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yes. <laughs> and Eddie, oh, you know what? We have to, I promised the listeners we talk about spells. Yeah. If there's any spells that come to heart, that come to mind that you love to practice, feel free to share. I mean, I use them kind of for, or when I did use them a lot, it's literally for anything. I know we shared some yes. about the last time. I mean, I would be talking for like 30 minutes so I through a play-by-play of doing them. I feel like a, <laughs> a podcast is not a good form for that. It's really like a need to do it. Um, but you know what I mean? For steps. I get it. Um, but like how I feel about them is it's just working with the elements, right? So I resonate very much with candles and fire and you can use like different, um, different color candles to work with different energies. Like, so for example, you might be working with red if you want to work with speed or like an energy of passion. You can work with green if you want to work with money. Like they sell these spell candles like on Amazon, honestly, or at a spiritual store. Um, You can work with different essential oils, right? So I'll use more like lavender for healing and um, wild orange for abundance, rose because I just love the feminine energy. You can like anoint your candles. You can bring in – so I really like fire, right? I'm a fire queen, but you know, some of my clients will like to bring in – you could bring a bowl of water with you. Um, You know, you, you like set up your little altar, right? Your crystals, like if earth is really big, a big part of your vibe, you could bring like sand or um, dirt, you know, like just put your things in little bowls. And like, you know, I use, I bring like my goddess statues. I'm really connected to Oshun, to Lakshmi. It's just like, you get the idea. You can bring pictures of your ancestors, all the things, right? And I do feel like, like I'll teach it in a way where it's like the way that it channeled through me, but also I do love for people to bring this individuality to their experience, right? We're not like carbon copies of each other. Like I channel and I share, but I love to leave space for people to follow their own intuition. Um, and so basically you like clear your space. And I have a, I also feel like in addition to moving energy, yeah, I've actually, I'm finding a way to talk about this. I was like, how am I going to talk about this? And people are going to get value from it without doing it like live, you know, but I feel like we're doing it. Um, so, um, oh, in addition to moving energy, what I like about them is you 
get so tapped in. Like when I'm helping doing it with clients and stuff, like I literally, I call on the goddesses, I call on our ancestors, I call on our team and I know they're there because they'll be like whoosh behind my back. Like I feel everyone come in and then they can feel it too. And so after we do the spell, we like set our intentions, do all the things, watch the flames, um, see how they're burning because they're going to burn different ways for different messages, different meanings. And then we do like some channeled writing after because you're so by this point out and we'll also like get very grounded and like, you know, not just go straight into it so we can better access like what the universe, our guides, whoever we want to think about it as is trying to communicate with us. And then we'll do like channeled writing after because you're in such a like otherworldly state that your brain doesn't really get in the way. And so when you chant, do automatic writing, you it's like literally letting them speak through you onto paper is what happens. It's really wild. And so then everyone gets their own messages around what is coming through now. And I love the timing of this show because I literally did this with my women this week and it was wild, Raquel, wild what was coming through them. They felt like they were having out-of-body – like they knew when they were writing. They're like, this isn't – this is not even me. This is like an out-of-body experience. But then it teaches you. It helps you like be your own psychic. You know what I mean? Because you're able to – Yeah. You know, we talked about psychic dependency and my whole journey with that. And like it helps you get the information that your ancestors, your spirit guides, the universe wants to deliver to you. And they're like just – they're like focus here. Do this, you know. And you've put in motion the desire when you cast your spell – see how things are going. Then you get the message and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to like, that's the message. I'm going to follow this message. So I love them because they teach us a lot of, um, how to connect on our own and also move energy and just, you know, be a vibey witch and help things move along faster. And I had women messaging the next day with cool things that were happening. And sometimes things happen that trigger us. So I'm always tell everyone, I'm like, don't be surprised if right after like triggering events happen, it's just the stuff we need to like move through, clean up some for you to have what you want. And then sometimes stuff just starts happening right away. I've seen it over and over again. It's wild. This was so valuable and it makes me excited for everyone to hear the way that you articulate this. And there was actually, you mentioned like, was my family religious? I, um, one of my clients grew up Mormon and she has a lot of religious trauma. Her mom or her parents aren't together. Her mom's not Mormon now. But anyway, it influenced a lot of her childhood. Like she honestly doesn't remember a lot of her childhood. There's uh-huh. just a lot of things going on. Yeah, right. And so because of the religious trauma, she was scared of magic. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. And that's so interesting because I've never been afraid of it. Like my mom, you know, I remember we had this big backyard. My mom would buy me angel cards, books about crystals. Like even though we went to church, it wasn't like separate from any of this, you know? Absolutely. I totally understand where she's coming from as well. Yeah. So she was like so grateful to do it together because she was like, oh, that was that. And she received the most potent, potent. She received messages around like, her being a healer, actually that she needed to take her IUD out because it was keeping her from being able to feel the fullness of her gifts. Yeah, which I'd already channeled anyway, but she needed to hear it for herself. And like 
it was that it was sort of like having this like hook from the matrix in her body where since it controls your not this isn't true for everyone like obviously everyone do it's in alignment for you but it was like since it was controlling her hormones it was like almost controlling her and she couldn't like feel herself or feel her full woman oh hold on hold on hold on i have okay hold on a second i think that my plumber is here two hours early (laughs) hold on that is funny I'm going to look at my ring. No worries. I wish you could see this picture. Oh, my gosh. Wait, this is so weird. Live view. Well. Do you not know who it is? I hate it when people come to the door by surprise. Well, no, it's weird. It's kind of creepy. I don't want to answer. Don't. I've heard crazy stories. I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave it. They're not supposed to be here till noon. I'm in California, so it's 10 a.m. here. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, freaked out right now. I have a weird vibe. So. I remember when I lived in L.A. because now you can't really walk straight up to my door, but it was always, you know, because I live in a building, but it was always, like, a thing. I'm, like, well, who is that? I just double locked it. Well, the the picture of the person, very odd, too. I don't know. That's just a weird vibe. Do you have a camera? Yeah, yeah. I have a camera out there. But they, they left. They looked at the they looked at the ring and then they're just standing there. Oh, and you don't know who it is? No. I'm like shaking because it feels really weird. Yeah. The guy looks about my age. What is he doing? I am not answering this. Yeah. Oh, anyway, there's no. been weird things that happen lately. I'm so sorry. I've had so many weird weird things <laughs> i had a lot of weird things happen in la and in other places too but you do need to be careful in those situations do not just open the door for people seriously uh-uh uh-uh no thank you i'm sorry though that's like i hate that body stress when you're like something's wrong yeah yeah you you felt that right yeah it's also weird and also i've just had these similar situations in varying capacities or had them happen to other people that I know. And it's like, it's real. People want to be like, oh, whatever, no big deal. I'm like, actually, don't open the door for people you don't know. Yeah. And like, you would just ring the door. When someone comes to the door who is being normal, it's very, it doesn't feel weird. You know what I mean? They ring the doorbell, they drop the package, they just do the thing. That was so weird. I mean, I guess maybe they were confused about where they were going. Sometimes you go up to a door, but that's not your problem. They can figure it out. Man. Okay. Anyway, where were we at? (laughs) Mercury. Mercury. (laughs) I know, right? Mercury retrograde sending crazy people to my house. Like, no, thank you. I wonder if I'll leave that in just because it's a little entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) I might. I'm like shaking right now. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm sorry. I'm glad you have a camera. The guy was kind of cute, if I'm being honest. He looked like he was about my age, but I'm not answering. That's just weird. But, so you literally just saw him, but he didn't ring the doorbell or knock? No, and then he, he just came up to the door. The The ring goes off automatically when someone comes to the door. Oh. And then he looked at the camera. He didn't even ring the doorbell. Well, maybe he just had the wrong address or the wrong number. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's give the man a little benefit of the doubt to start, but you still don't open the door. I'm not opening it. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Anyway, where were we? Um, Oh, we were talking about, oh, her, my client's religious trauma. Yes. yes. I really, really feel her on that. My mom doesn't like the fact that I, well, she's gotten used to it. I've opened her eyes, but 
because she used to be so warm and she thinks that a lot of the witch magic is dark arts. That's what she's been told, right? And now she's realizing, oh, maybe I was, maybe, maybe that's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah. And I told her the same thing. I'm like, I'm not into black magic. Exactly. I'm not into anything scary. Not at all. And anyway, so that was her first real experience. Oh, oh my gosh. And I was saying that she received this message about her being a healer and it's literally like her purpose in her life to heal herself, which I already know is going to turn into her healing others. And that the IUD needed to come out so she could actually like fully accept herself and her body and feel her actually feel her living experience so when she took out the iid the iud what was her experience well this only happened two days ago that she found out so it's not okay (laughs) okay i had already said something because this happens all the time i see things for clients like months before they get it on their own or sometimes before they're like okay i get it now so i i already knew this was gonna happen i'd mentioned it to her but she wasn't so what she was excited about though was that her frequency has upgraded so much to where now she feels excited to and like that's normal where this can sound so small but with our programming like for her before she said she was grateful to have it she thought it was like a good thing and she was like just kind of asleep at the wheel and didn't know and then she's just changed so much where she was like oh my gosh I'm actually excited to get this out of my body instead of feeling fearful about it or like something's good for me that actually is not good for me. Wow, that is so interesting. Okay, so you know other people who remove their IUDs. Well, this happened. This has happened before in Feminine yeah. Magic of Many Two. In the last round, a woman was called not through a spell, but just through our work to remove her IUD. Like it was became this urgent. Like has wow. got to come out now. That is so interesting. What do you think the IUD does for the womb and her magic? Mm, well, it controls your hormones, right? So it's like controlling your body. It's like take. Have you heard these studies around women who choose their partners when they're on birth control, and like sometimes they come off and they're not attracted to them anymore? I stopped taking mine. Was I in a relationship? Well, I quickly. I was already on the way out, and then I stopped taking it. And I was like, I literally am not attracted to you at all. Right. <laughs> right. That is so funny. But that was over ten years. I mean, I haven't been on birth control in like over ten years. Oh wow. Yeah, I was done. I, I feel like though with this message, I want women to know, like, do what you feel is right intuitively for your body. Oh, of yeah. course. We're not. I'm not anti birth control. I'm pro. You do what you want with your body. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I am too. But yeah. it was a hard, like, gotta you, go for, for you. Yeah. 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 For these in particular women, it also is as well. And sometimes it gets pushed on us rather than it even being about actual birth control. They're like, oh, you have this issue. Oh, your period's heavy. Just take birth control instead of like, well, let's get to the root of why, you're, why your period's heavy. You know, I think what happens a lot too is it's a band aid. They are giving it to 12 year old girls for acne control oh my gosh that's so young you know it's not it's very different when it's coming from a way more empowered place but in my experience most women in these situations have things kind of pushed on them or it's like a cover-up like oh you have endometriosis take birth control that is not resolving your endometriosis you know and there's so many alternative medicines there's the foods you're eating, there's your supplements, there's, I mean, there's like all these medical issues are obviously like layered and it depends on what you've been through. For a lot of people, it's trauma related and the other things. But the point is a lot of times it gets pushed on women as a quick band-aid so they don't actually feel empowered inside of it and they feel like that's their only choice and it's just not required. And in her case, um, yeah, it was the, it was more coming from a disempowered place, but she thought it was 
like supposed to it was she thought it was helpful because that's what she'd been told and it, it's not you know right. for her right for her but we are definitely right. into everybody do what they want to do yes and you well she probably intuitively it probably intuitively felt right for her and i think that's the biggest key because if someone's listening has an iud and they feel empowered by it they love having it and they are sexually active and if if it feels right for them i just i think that's great but if it doesn't feel right like i'm i love this message like feel empowered in your body with however you want to when it comes to this especially since society makes us feel like we have to be on it you know yeah exactly and just for someone who's getting deeper access in their intuition it was the same thing for my other client she's like i feel like i can't feel myself i'm like well yeah because your body's being chemically controlled yeah you can't yeah not in the same way right you know oof chills but it was just, it's just funny it was the same thing for her and i had honestly not been thinking about it that much because i haven't been on birth control so long right. but i remember when i think back yeah it's very different existence they have an iud too. now that is non-hormonal but other than that that is very interesting and i'm not super studied in that space in particular right. but i've just seen a few people be like nope yep. gotta go and i yeah. think too sometimes there's just this feeling of just not wanting something in your body that doesn't necessarily need to be yeah. there like it could be as simple as that, you that know? That makes sense, too. That makes sense, too. Anyway, before we wrap up, do you have any last messages you'd like to say? Or uh, how would you advise the Euromagic listeners today to create their own magic? And it's likely going to be a different message than you said before. Probably. I don't remember the message that I said before. But that's probably a good thing. Um, I feel... So please tell me if this is the same thing, if you remember. But I've been feeling um, just how important it is, and it's been coming up in conversation a lot too, to just like really give yourself the time and space to tune into what your actual desires are, not like what you've been told you should want, right? Or not like what your friends have or whatever, which you could want those things too. But like what do you actually desire? Because I feel like the start of everything for all of us and manifestation and in creating our dream lives is like we first need that anchor point of desire and that desire has to be so true to your soul. And when you desire things, experiences, et cetera, that are so true to your soul, it's a lot easier for them to be delivered to rather than when we say we want things because we've been programmed to want them. We're like, why is this hard to get? And it's because like, it doesn't even belong to you, you know? And of course there's a journey, even when it's soul aligned, there's a journey, but like It'll just feel different. It'll feel like there's more flow. So I feel like you really collapse time on your process if you don't, if you know, you don't cheapen the experience of accessing what your desires actually are and you really go there and, and sit with it to let it come through. Oh, so beautifully said. That's such a valuable, powerful message. And I love the way you relate it. And I love that you came back on for a second time. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. And I'm just so, so thankful for it. I even myself received many, many, many messages throughout. Well, thank you so much, Raquel, for having me. What a blessing to be able to come on not <laughs> once, but twice. One of the lucky ah. few. Yes, it was a vibe. <laughs> well, we had so much we wanted to jam on. And actually, I'm glad that we talked about swells this time because I feel like I found a way to share around it to be helpful in this forum. You it know? was perfect. So that feels good. 
Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to well whatever you're going through and there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site all right well thank you so so much and have a magical rest of your day